subjects with our trademark humor and wit. We guarantee you'll be educated, edified, and also entertained. So join us at 8 p.m. every Tuesday night right here on Trailblazers Radio. We're living in a different time. Isn't that what the old folks say? Well, I beg to differ. Because there really is nothing new under the sun. We used to think that this generation was stronger than that of my parents. But after learning where and whom we come from, I realized that this was a false narrative. They fought, bled, and died for the liberties that we take advantage of today. So I changed my mind. We are our grandparents. We are our parents. This is where the idea for uppity Negro apparel and accessories comes from. We are the uppity Negroes that defy boundaries, broke chains, climb mountains, and cross valleys of hatred, bigotry, illiteracy, and oppression. The statement is simple. The cause is never ending. The sound, loud. Say it with me, Kendrick. I am that uppity Negro. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, something is wrong with my camera tonight. Um, Y'all know before my shows, I usually have chaos. So, something is wrong with my cameras tonight. And so, you'll be looking at me standing still with my hands in my pockets. (laughs) Um, So, hopefully, you can hear me. Um, Hopefully, the engineer or someone else who's off camera that deals with this um, is uh, able to tell me whether anybody, everybody can hear me or not. So, we've been absent for a little while, but we're back. And we're diligently trying to um, catch up. Hey, Simone. Um, and so we're diligently trying to catch up. And I missed you guys. And I hoped and I hope that you guys miss me. So we're back and um, we come back with a little fire. So hope everybody's ready. Hope everybody's got a pencil or a pen. And everybody's ready to take some notes. And um, not only take notes, but write your questions down and, or, and put them in the comments or um, come into the studio or however you want to do it. Um, but you know, I like a lot of feedback. So, um, let's do this. So I, um, there are a lot of things that I could have talked about and I wanted to talk about, but then I decided that some of the things that I wanted to talk about, um, were just not even, um, conducive to my mental health. So we moving on. How about that? We putting our past in the past and we moving forward. Right. Right. Okay. So I wanted to talk about relations versus relationships because I was going through some things that I had and I had taken some notes from a conversation that I had with a gentleman and he was with his girlfriend. Um, and um, we were just talking. I said, oh, y'all made such a good couple. And I said, wait a minute, y'all together. Right. And she says, yes, immediately. And he him and hauls for like a full 30 seconds before she punches him. Um, I miss you too, Simone. Um, and she punches him in with her elbow and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're together. We're together. We're together. And so my question is, when I see a lot of people is when you're in a relationship, when you're in a, when you're in a relationship, does the other person know you in a relationship? No. Like, do they know that they're in a relationship too? And how do you define that? So 
whoever's on here now, just answer that question. Answer that question um, in the comments and we're going to talk about it. But that's my question. What defines relationship to you may not be the definition of a relationship to another person. And you could have been with that person for three, four months, two, three years, and you, there's no marriage, whatever, whatever. And you thinking that you in a committed and um, exactly Simone, but it ain't like that. Both parties are not always, I'm, listen, I'm serious. Both parties are not always aware that they're actual, they're actually in a committed relationship. And I'm not just talking about dudes. I'm talking about women. There are women out there who do not realize that they're that that the guy doesn't know that she's she's not exclusive. That she got other people. She got other dudes doing other things that he don't do. And you have men out there who have three, two, and three women because they think they have to have all of that just to make one woman. There's a song out, and I hate it with a passion. I hate this song that says that. Um, the one monkey don't stop no show you this train gonna keep on rolling because he got these three women and all of them do different things for him. And I hate that song because it doesn't take you going through um, five and six different women in order for you to get that one woman. And, and when you say that you have to do that, you greedy and it's not necessary. And then the other thing is you thinking you being slick, but what if you're not pleasing none of them either? And I think, the, I think the reason that a lot of people cannot get into relationships and a lot of people do not know, um, do not understand why they're single is because the, you have some people that are, that are hooked up with people that are not the right ones or they think that if I stay with him long enough, he's going to ask me to marry him. Or if I stay with him long enough, he's going to change and do exactly what I need him to do. And people not going to change. Listen. Unless there, there, there is a, a, a life-changing, um, life-or-death situation where they have this uh, meeting, this go-to meeting with Jesus, people are not going to change. People are going to be people. And the way you met them is how, that's how they're going to be. You, you can't, I had a boyfriend one years ago, he had a five-year plan. If y'all were together after five years, he would ask you to marry him. Girl, hon, I made it to four and a half. And I realized that this wasn't a joke. This booger really meant that he was on, he had a five-year plan. And I think that when you have plans like that and you do stuff like that, what you do is you set, you, you, you set the you set yourself up for failure for one. And the second thing is you do everything in your power to, to break y'all up, to break the person, to find what you think is wrong. And it's unfair to the other person. It's unfair to the other person because your five-year plan changes. Um, your strategy for your five-year plan changes daily. And people, listen, he sucked as a boyfriend. Because he was always looking for something in me that wasn't there. And this is the, this is the crutch of it. It, was, it wasn't there until he made it materialize in me. He brought, he brought that, that person out of me that was not trusting and, and that was angry and that was argumentative because I'm just not like that. I might get on, you know, I might come in and say what I got to say and tell some people off and, and move on. But as far as like going back and forth and being argumentative on purpose, not with somebody I got to sleep with, not, so, not with somebody I got to uh, uh, tell, look in their eye and say, I love you again. 
Nobody, nobody playing them games. All right, Deborah, how you doing? I'm so glad to see y'all. Y'all just made me, I got tears in my eyes because I had been gone for so long and I, I just, I just didn't know what, I, I was actually scared to come on here, but we'll talk about that at another time um, because I want to get through this show without crying and I want to um, delve into my own mind a little bit more on some of the things I've been going through. So there's relation and relationship you would think they're basically the same thing. There's only a one one or two words that changes it. So relations, the definition of relations is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected. A thing, a thing affects on or relevant to another. Relationship is that same definition, except it says it's the state of being connected, the way in which two or more people regard and behave toward each other, a couple's mutual status. And that's go that goes back to what Simone said. Both of them should be aware of what type of relationship that they're in. But it's rarely like that. It is rarely, um, it is rare that two people are in, are in the same place, in the same relationship. All right, Lala, thank you for coming, sweetie. It, it, you, you think it's simple and you would think, oh, they no, no, they don't. And that's another thing. I did it to my boyfriend the other day, and we'll talk about that too, is that we assume that our significant other knows how we feel and, and what's going to happen in our heads. We assume that we when we explain something to them or say something to them, and this goes on both sides of it, we assume that they understand what we're saying and that whatever we don't want them to do or whatever we want them to do, they're going to do it. We love you too. That I love you too. That is a, the assumption that people understand what we're going through in our head because y'all laid in the same bed or y'all had a long conversation about peanut butter and jelly versus macaroni and cheese. That is, it, it is a, um, it is a black hole that you don't want to get into, but we're in it. Most people are in it. They have no clue. Where do I stand in this relationship? And a lot of times people don't ask their significant others or, or, or talk to the people that they're intimate with in their life. They don't ask them questions because they're scared of what the response is going to be. But this is my thing. And people are always looking at me funny because I compare a lot of things to sex because that's what it is to me. You feel me? Like if, if you, you let him put his penis in orifices of your body. You let him deposit seed into your body. And you mean to tell me you can let him do that? Or you can let her put that into her and you can't ask them, where am I in this relationship? Because you scared of the answer, but you ain't scared of that. Seriously? This is a person that you have plans to spend a lifetime with. This is a person that you have plans to, to um, take the journey of, of compa companionship. So then I asked a question on Facebook the other day, and I, I'm upset because I didn't go read it. But we read the answers, and the question is this. Are you in a, in a relationship because you want to grow with another person, because you understand the 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 power of unity, the power of being with somebody? Or are you just with somebody because you want them to fill whatever void you got to be filled? beyond your orifices. I'm just asking. And if you have to sit back and think about that, then honey, you need to leave that man alone or leave that woman alone. You get you a dog or a plant. 
Because that should, that should not be this deep question that you cannot find the answer to and you with somebody. And y'all been together for years. That's the answer that you should know already. And love is beyond emotion. Love is not just this feeling that you have. Because I guarantee you, sometimes that ain't even love. It's in the jet. You have gas. You need Alka-Seltzer. You need to go to the, use the bathroom. Get get a colonoscopy and see if you still feel love at this at, when it's over. Because that's not love. Love has nothing to do with your emotional heart beating fast, uh, legs want to cross. Because love is not that. Love is not. I can't live without him, girl. I can't. That ain't love. Exactly, Lala. You better get you a good burp. Listen. Love is 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 not even a it's not even a noun. It is a verb. Love is something that you do. Anybody can say they love you. Anybody. People have killed people in the name of that same word. Understand that. So anybody can love you. The thing is, what do their actions show? Do they show you that they love you? You feel me? Because that's what that's where love comes in. God does not tell us that he loves us except in the word. And we read that. We don't hear that. And because he doesn't audibly tell us because we couldn't stand it as humans. Guess what? He shows us every day. He wakes us up. He sends us to bed. We, we ask him, listen. We want we want you to show um, we, we we need you to show us that you know show that you love me and all. God shows you that He loves you every single day because He gives you a chance to do better than you did yesterday. Hell, He gave me a chance to do better than I did an hour ago, fifteen minutes ago, five minutes ago. That is what God does, and that's how He shows love. And we have to do the same thing. We have to show. When we say we love somebody, you have to show that kind of love. And it's not supposed to have conditions on it. If somebody say they love you and then they say, but you're going to have to. No, no, no. Turn on Beyonce and tell them this stuff to the left. Because showing me love and my love to you should not be contingent on what I do for you. It has nothing to do with what you do for me. Because if it did, God would, if it did, if we had to rely on, if we had to rely on um, what we did for other people and what they did for us, it wouldn't last. Because nobody is going to be continuously doing for you if you're not reciprocating. And even if you reciprocate, guess what? You will never do enough to please man, ever. You tell you how I know? Because God don't ever do enough to please us. Because we always want something, even if it's just a blink or to take another breath. Just give me one more breath, God. If you just give me one more breath, whatever, I'm not going to waste it. You understand what I'm trying to say? I know that's kind of a dramatic um, way of saying, but that's what I'm trying to say. You, you will never be able to please man. And it takes us, it takes some people longer to get to that than others. 
So, but I'm gonna back up off of that because I'm gonna get into something I don't wanna get into um, really on tonight. I wanna talk about relations and relationship because most of us are just in relations and you can take that word the way I'm saying it or you can act, talk to mama clump because the grandmama, because all she wanted was relations. And that's what some of us are. We're in relation with people. There's no ship. The ship has docked. People are deboarding de and there's a hole in the bottom of it. It's going to sink before all y'all get off. It's the Titanic because ain't none of y'all in no ship. Y'all just in relations because you want your child to have green eyes like he do. You want him to have curly hair or whatever, but you ain't ask him when y'all go visit his mama who that is yelling in the back room because he got mental illness in his family and you ain't even talking about his bloodline. Because you don't want to lose him. If you if you if there's a conversation that you have with your significant other, I don't care if it's your children, your friend, your if there's a conversation that you want to have with someone, but you're so scared that it's gonna to, to draw them away and push them out, then that is not a friendship that is conducive, that is productive for you or the other person. Because love does not uh, love does not um, generate fear because God does not generate if God is pure love itself he does not generate fear we we do fear the Lord but not in a in a way that um, people in that Chucky thing be running from him in that, that monastery we fear God because we because his power is so awesome and it doesn't have any boundaries and so we fear what we don't know that's how we fear God but you shouldn't fear asking somebody in your life a question and thinking that that one question is going to destroy your entire relationship. And this is why I say before you get into a relationship with somebody, y'all should have these hard talks, not in the first day, not in the first week, not in just along the way, these conversations should pop up. If y'all don't never argue and y'all talking about y'all getting married in a year because we don't never argue, there's a problem. Because maybe when he does get in an argument, he's going to put his hands on you. Because you ain't never seen him mad. Because you've always done what he or she, let's Let's get, be real, what he or she has wanted to do. So are you in a relation? Are you in a relationship? And you can say the same thing about your relationship with God. Is it just relations? Is it just to get you to the good feeling and the good things? Or are you in a relationship, which means better, worse, sick, poor? Stupid smart. People say don't say that, but sometimes you, you everybody have a stupid moment. And so no matter what, you should in a, in your relationship, nothing. There should be no taboo conversation. No taboo. Con what is that noise? That's not that's not my phone, is it? No. Is that your phone, Coco? Yeah. Okay, because I I know my phone doesn't make that noise, but that's um. That's what that's what you you have to figure out what kind of relationship you're in. And if you are in a relationship or relations that um, that you thought that you were going to get with that person and that person was going to be the person to fill whatever void you have or fix whatever dysfunction you have, you're messing up because you have put that person in a position of power that they don't have because nobody can't fix you but you. Nobody can't make the choice to fix you, but you. 
And so to, to try to put that on another person is not fair to the other person because when they fail, you're going to blame them. And it ain't their fault. It's yours. So somebody was talking the other night and he said that he was talking about soulmate. He said he didn't realize that soulmates were real until he met his soulmate. And soulmate is a person chosen by God to ensure the fullness of your destiny. In that right there, I didn't say nothing about love and I didn't say nothing about conditions and compromise. I didn't say anything about that. I said that it is a person that is chosen by God for you. Your soul is compatible to the other person's soul. And what their job, their job to do is, their job is to make sure that um, you reach the full potential of who you are supposed to be. It is not for you to ride their coattails through their successes and their ups and downs. It is for them to your iron, what they say, iron sharpens iron. It's for them to sharpen themselves on you and you to sharpen them until y'all become this perfect thing, as perfect as we can be as humans, and that y'all can start flowing together and then watch you both of your destinies, even though they may be two different things that you guys want, they will still come together and benefit both of you. And the, the ideal, the ideal relationship benefits both of you but it also makes god happy that you are doing what he has meant for you to accomplish in this life so here's the next question are you both in the same relationship yeah y'all been together for 15 years y'all been living in the same house y'all married y'all celebrate your anniversary every year all of that but are you guys in the same marriage are you guys uh in it for the same reason are you reaching for goals that um, are you reaching out for goals that um, that can be accomplished by by both or one or both of y'all? Or are y'all just together um, long enough to go to bed together or long enough to eat breakfast every night and then go out to dinner so people can see how great y'all look when you're matching T-shirts? And you only speak about business. You only speak about the children. You only speak about the bills. And you've never sat on the floor, cross-legged from each other, hands in each other's hands, and just stared in each other's eyes and not say nothing until the 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 until the um, power of that connection is so strong, somebody has to speak. When the last time you did that? Are both of you journaling? Or are you so scared to journal that you scared the other person going to read it because you don't want them to know your intimate thoughts, but you'll let them know every intimate part of your body. How does that sound right? How does that, how does that sound right? And you can't make people love you the way you want them to love you. They have to love you in the capacity of how they can love you. Because you're not going to find someone that um, can read your mind. People say, well, I can just read her mind. We've been together so long. And this, that, and the other. No, you can't read her mind. Because you ain't know she was cheating with your brother. I'm, I'm sorry. That was, yeah. It came out, so oh well. It, whatever came, it came out. So when, when, when did you, you can only read her mind when you know she want to eat? Or she wanted another diamond on her finger? You, you know she liked them shoes? Can you read her mind that she's lonely? 
Can you read her mind that she don't want no doggone ugly dog? She want you. And the only way that you're going to be able to understand and know these things about the person that you're with is if you have those moments of saying nothing and just staring into that person's eyes. Or you have those moments and you land on the bed, flat on your back, looking at the ceiling, holding that person's hand and just breathing, catching each other's breath. You breathing in and out. You're meditating. And I like that because not only you're meditating on the word because God said you have to be equally yoked. And in order to be equally yoked, you got to breathe like that person, dog. You got to think like that person. You got to step like that person. You got to, man, you got to put in the work. Okay, so the marriage, the wedding was beautiful. 15 bridesmaids. And 15 groomsmen. Everything was great. Even the child who brought the ring and the flowers didn't cry. It was wonderful. Reception, y'all did the dance. He learned all the moves. It was great. Your mama was nice to him and her mom was nice. Was, everything was wonderful. Y'all went on the honeymoon. Everything was great. He made you scream his name every night. You got to sign the book with your new last name to and cards to say thank you. Woohoo. Now what you gonna do? What you going to do now? What y'all going to talk about now? Or y'all been together so long that the children done left the house. Now children gone and it's empty nest syndrome. Now what y'all going to talk about? Because now you can't pretend you just going, you, you, you can't walk past her and pretend like you going to talk to the children. You can't just uh, act like you're so busy with carpool and, and PTA and cupcakes and them hard ass cookies nobody don't eat except the neighbor's dog. So now what you going to talk about? What you talking about now? What you going to do when it's just you and him or you and her rattling around in that six bedroom house? What you going to do? What you going to say to each other? And the reason you, because the, the problem with that is, is that you, y'all never really was talking to each other before because it was all about bills. It was all about um, uh, the kids. It was all about church functions, all of that. Now, when all that settled down and it's just y'all two, oh my God, and you retired. So you don't have to get up and go to work no more. You, you can't cut the grass, but so low, bro, that's dirt under there. You can't plant with so many flowers. The neighbors can't see your house now. Ain't but so much shopping you can do. You got 15 color pair pants in the same color, different colors. You got the same pair pants in 15 colors. Ain't but so much shopping you can do. So what y'all going to talk about? And that's how you know whether you're in a relation or you're in a relationship. Did your ship sail away without you? And the thing about water is that tides come back in. So me, what I'm saying is, even if you're at that road, the tide can come back in. The Bible says, cast your cares on and, and watch in many days hence. It'll come back to you as a blessing. So even if you just, if, you, if the ship fell off of your relation, it'll come back if you know how to, to reel it back. If you know the move and ebbs of the tides in your life, if you know how to post the sails up in your boat that, that sent you out there and now you out there looking dumb. 
Because one man told you, you look good in that outfit. Now you done about 15 outfits like that. And that fupa looked like six watermelons and a coconut. Now you all the way out in the ocean looking at the shore. And you wondering, and that's exactly it, if you want it back. If you don't, just go further inland and keep on walking. But me personally, why waste all that time? Why waste time trying to get to know somebody else? All you got to do is that same way, the same way you felt about that person. That person ain't changed. They got older, yes. Think about yourself. Have you really changed from when you were a teenager and in your 20s and 30s? Have you really changed that much? You got, got a couple of more pounds on you, yeah. You got a couple of more uh, lines on your face, yeah. But in your mind, have you really changed that much? Do have, have Is what you want really so different from what it was back then? And I'll say this again, you're not gonna marry nobody in boys to men. All the Jodies Jody's of them taken. I'll be sure he's gone. I'm talking, I'm saying names that most of these children probably don't know the land about. But those are the people we had up on our walls. So you got what you got because that's what you chose. Now work with that. I bet a couple tonight. They've been together three years. But the way he was looking at her, you would have thought they only met a couple of weeks ago. That should be your goal. Your goal should be to be a, be a, be that. To have the person that you're sleeping next to every night, that you've been with 15, 30, whatever years, your goal should be to have them look at you like they're looking at you for the very first time or the second or the third and never getting tired of what they've seen. They've been, those people have been together for three years. And he said, well, the other night when we was on a date, yes. Why would you stop dating the person that you with? Because y'all had a piece of paper that said y'all married. Why would you not call her all day, every day and tell her I just wanted to hear your voice real quick? Especially when you're having a bad day. What, what is the point of being with that person so you won't be alone? Then you could have got anybody. Why you waste their time? Why are you wasting the people's time? Because there's somebody out there that want them. It's somebody out there that will treat them in the way that they want to be treated. And you just holding on to them because you're greedy and you're selfish. So. Or are you just related to each other because of mutual issues or traumas? Are we, are we with the person that we're with? Because we have things in common. I like football. He like football. I like ranch dip. He like ranch dip. I like slow walks in the park. He likes slow walks in the park. So that's why you with them? You with them because y'all have things in common? I got things in common with a lot of people. But I don't even want to be in the room with most of them. So you with somebody because they... They, they check off all your check marks on the little list that you have that I done told all y'all to throw in the trash. Because no one will ever be able to fulfill that list. Because when you wrote it down, the devil saw it too. Understand that. 
And also, some people are together because they have mutual traumas. Some people are together because they just want to be with somebody who understands what they've been through. Because the other person has been through it. And that's the worst kind of relations to be in. And to be in a relationship with that, oh, you have sailed away from the dock with a person who only, only, whose only um, uh, job with you is to share the fact that both of y'all are broken. Good God, from Zion. That's all y'all share is that y'all have traumas. All y'all share is that y'all have both, y'all both have anger issues. All y'all share is that you've both been violated sexually or mentally or psychologically. What kind of relation is that? And how can either one of y'all heal the other one when every time somebody start, one of y'all start talking about it, the other one starts talking about theirs. And now it becomes this contest of whose, whose trauma was worse. Whose trauma was your, my trauma had to have been worse than yours. So let me, so this is what happened to me. Girl, let me tell you what happened to me. No, you need somebody who's going to listen to your trauma and then break that trauma down so that you will be able to sort of be palatable, palatable enough for you to break whatever chain that has on you. Not to join in the story time. And when you do that, you 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 um you you minimize what that other person has gone through because now we're trying to comfort you. Now I gotta comfort you because you done woke up the the you done woke up the the trauma in you. So now I'm not I'm not getting anything out of this because now I'm 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 your nurse. When what I needed from you is to hold me and be there for me, but you figure I'll just tell her what's wrong with me. And, and and the sad thing about that is when you do that to the person who's who has a trauma and they try to talk to you is they they're so traumatized that they they're gladly let you push their, their your stuff on them that way it keeps them from 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 breaking apart and being vulnerable and now they don't have to do the work I swear this is not really where I wanted to go with this. I wanted this to be a happy show about um, relations and relationships. I, I really had something else in mind, but we're going to go where, 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 where the Lord leads, I guess. Um, and so you don't want to be in a relationship. And the only thing that y'all have together are your mutual issues and traumas because there will be no healing in that relationship unless one of you or both of you go to counseling together and separately. So is the connection because you or her, you is the connection because him or her want a void field. They want you to fix them. They see you and you got your life together and everything is great. And you have the job and the car and the clothes and all of that. And so I don't really love this person, but they can help me get there. Still dangerous. It's still dangerous. It's dangerous. That's dangerous too. 
because you're trying to get somebody to fill something that somebody else emptied out. You're trying to get somebody to fix something that somebody else broke. This is not a vase. This is not a, 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 a plate. We talking about the a void, a hole in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind. And you're going to try to get somebody else to fill that up when they don't even know why the person emptied it, who emptied it, how long it's been empty, because you ain't telling them that. You're just telling them, I love you and I want to be with you. But you're not telling them that I can't really love anybody because I don't love myself. Not, not that you're hating yourself, I'm saying, but you couldn't love yourself if you're holding on to some of this stuff. Some of us has held on to trauma and pain so long that we swallowed it like and swallowed it, swaddled, swaddled it. You know, when you wrap the baby up like a baby. And we refuse to let that thing go. We have rocked that demon till that demon has become an integral part of us. And we don't know how to function without um, everybody in the room knowing that I have trauma. Jesus. And, it, it is, and we wouldn't know how to wake up and go out with our day without mentioning to ourselves and others all the bad things that have happened to us and that to give an excuse as, as to why we are the way we are because that's what it is if what if if that trauma or that issue that you have screws up relationships that you have has has you having problems with your children and your significant other and you're on your job and it ain't it's, it was it's not a part of you and some people don't know how to live without that part of themselves. They don't know how to live free in their mind. They don't know how to live uh, free in their heart. They don't know how to do it. And it's that I, that makes me want to cry because that's hurtful to me. You know how much you're missing by by having those walls up to protect to protect you. I understand you need to protect yourself. I get it. But you need to understand that walls not only protect and keep and keep you in and safe, but they keep out those that were sent to make sure that you reach your destiny. Because your soulmate is a person chosen by God to ensure the fullness of your destiny. I just told you that's what that is. So not only are you keeping out the people that are going to hurt you, you're going to keep out the people that love you too. And so, are you having relations? Are you having relationships? The ship part on the end of that is the most important thing, because both of the both of the people in the both of the people in that relationship have no. They know their mutual status. They know that they're in a relationship, and not just having relations. Not just because I'm with you, because we're relatable, we're compatible. So what happens when the void is not filled? What happens when you've chosen this person and you've said, and, and you've said to yourself, okay, now I got somebody and they're going to help me through this. I ain't got to be by myself with it no more. Now, listen to me. You say that to yourself and then you say, but I ain't going to let nobody. And you're not going to come in here and. And this is how it's going to be. And then you don't tell them about your trauma. 
How are you going to ask me to give you something to drink, but you're not going to tell me what to put in the cup? You want Pepsi, Coke, Hennessy, Jack Dan? What you want? You're not telling me anything, but you want your cup full. Only God can do that without knowing. If you're dealing with the human person, you have to tell them what it is. And if, and if you think, if the first thing you think before you tell somebody something about your traumas or your issues <laughs> is that they're going to hurt. They might hurt you with it. You with the wrong person anyway, sis, bro. You, you already, listen, you might well walk away from that because you ain't ready. And again, get you a dog or a plant because they don't tell your business. They don't come back and hurt you. They, they, they thrive even when you broken because people don't. You people can't fill the void in you and try to help you through your issues if you're not going to tell them your issues. If you're if you so if you're so closed off about what is going on and the things that are, have hurt you and how can they help you? How can they help you? I wouldn't know that a child had a peanut allergy and somebody unless somebody told me I had a peanut allergy. Now I'm trying to force this booger to eat the cookie because I know it's just so good. And you try to force people to try to fill the void in you with whatever you could salvage from them. And then when it don't work, because you can't put a square plug in a round hole, now you say ain't nobody no good. Niggas ain't no good. Women ain't no good. I don't want no friends. And that's where I was last week. I don't want to talk about last week. My God. But that's where I was because, oh, Jesus, I didn't want this. This is supposed to be a whole different show. But if you don't learn to fill the void in yourself and remove the bricks out of the wall that you've built, instead of waiting on other people to do it and recognize that you're in pain, you're going to end up in a, in a, in a state of mind where your mind is going to break. And that is a very, that is a, that is a, a place that I've been more often than not in the last year, in the last year and a half or more. Because I was waiting for people to see me. Not how I looked on the outside, not that I was I was making everybody laugh and not my hair growing. I need I was waiting for somebody to see me. And I came to the conclusion that it wasn't important if other people saw me. I needed to look in the mirror and see me, the real me, not the mask I put on for other people. And so now I have begun the journey of a relationship with myself because I was only in relations with me. I only enjoyed the things that made me happy. I only enjoyed the things that gave me pleasure. I only dealt with the things that were relevant to me um, as long as I was connected to somebody else. Wow. It's hard to admit that, but that's my truth. I did not, I, I knew where I knew me, but I, there was a part of me that I obviously, there was a part of me that I was holding on to, to keep safe. But in keeping that part of me safe, the lookout that I had for that 
failed me because I was looking for other people to um, fill that room with with accolades and and um, and their experiences, and I lived off of that because my experience was so sucky, you know. So. So then what happens when they can't give you what you're looking for? What happens when you, what happens? And let me tell you the truth. Most of the time, nothing happens. They just stay. They just stay. We stay in it. We stay in it. We very, we very rarely leave. We very rarely um, uh, understand the, the um, that we're staying only because um, we don't want to be alone. And, and that's why we stay. We, we don't leave because it's comfortable. And we don't have to put in the work. So, and then it, 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 and it really all, it really all comes down to knowing your worth. And I'm not talking about uh, monetary worth. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about just your human worth. Just being a, a human being, a good human, a good person. And in fine, and, and, and the thing about knowing who you are and your work is that there will be isolation. There will be times of complete isolation. Because if there is no isolation, you're just picking up and projecting other people's ideas and things into yourself. You need to isolate yourself for short periods of time in order for you to hear your voice, in order for you to hear what you're saying, in order to understand what your body is saying, what your body is doing, what your mind is saying. What is your mind telling you? What is your mind saying? How many lies have you told yourself this week or today? How many? And so that's it. I'm glad that phone call came in because I was about done anyway. But I, like I said, I wasn't going to be on here long. And I appreciate um, everybody um, coming on. But ask that question. Are you brave enough to ask that question? Are you brave enough? Are you brave enough? Hold on a minute, um, Bird. Hold on. Hold on a minute, Bird. So are you brave enough to ask that question? Are you brave enough to ask the person that you're in love with, that you say you're going to spend the rest of your life with? Are you brave enough to ask them the hard questions? Are we in relations or are we in a relationship? Are you with that person because you know that they are strong enough to help to help you through what you're going through? Or are you with that person because they're not going to make you um Face the things that you going that you went through. They're not gonna make you do no work. They're gonna make it easy for you, and, and all you gotta do is just glide through this. And if you're too scared to ask the person that you with that hard question, then you with the wrong person because there are conversations that need to be had that gonna make somebody walk out, hang up on you, leave the room. But if they love you and care about you the way they say they do, they're gonna call back. They're going to come back in the room and they're going to sit down and they're going to answer the questions. 
We're not talking about interrogating anybody. We're not talking about trying to force somebody to, to commit to you. Because if somebody want to marry you and be committed to you, that five-year plan and all that other bullshit is not going to work anyway. Because when you find somebody, you find the right one, that soulmate, they instantly know. They'll give it time for them to get to know you better or whatever, but they're not going to be having no four and five year plan because they're not going to be able to wait that long to be with you and to make it and to make it legal. And so when I come back next Saturday, we'll pick back up on it. And I, I, I really want to answer some of the questions that were in my on, on my Facebook when I asked that question. Because we we need to figure out are we in are we in relations with somebody are we on or are we in a real relationship and the other question is do the other person know y'all in a relationship you can't assume that somebody know y'all in a relationship because y'all go to dinner every night and y'all live with each other because some people do that and still don't understand that you ain't that you ain't supposed to have three other people house you can go to so that song about the ship keep on rolling and and all I hate that song. Because it, it just basically tells you you need three different people to make one to make you satisfied that one person. If you can't, if you're not satisfied in in every, if that person doesn't satisfy you in every aspect of your relationship and everything that you do, you with the wrong person. You need to let that person go and find somebody gonna make them happy. Because all you're doing is holding up their progress and you holding up the real person supposed to be in their life. Period. And so. I'm done for the night. My throat dry. I didn't want to talk about that. I thought my show was going to go somewhere else. It went this way. And I'm, but I'm glad it did because I said some things that I didn't even know I was thinking in my own head. And that's why this show is called The Takeover because Bobby takes over. All right, Simone. Somebody else is on here. I want to, I want to make sure I don't miss nobody. It's good to see you, Simone. Good to see you, Lala. Good to see you, um, Cocoa, Monica. Deborah, it's so good to see y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining. I hope y'all join me next week. Um, and I think we're going to pick this back up, but y'all know how it goes. Sometimes I can do it, and sometimes um, somebody will say something dumb to me in the street, and I have to come on here and, <laughs> and reiterate, the um, and, and not reiterate, and, um, and do a show about it. But I think I want to stay on this um, because I want y'all to give me a little bit more feedback. So I'm out of here. This has been The Takeover. And I will see y'all next Saturday at 8 o'clock. Join Bobby for The Takeover every Tuesday night as she tackles tough subjects with her trademark humor and wit. We guarantee you'll be educated, edified, and also entertained. So join us at 8 p.m. every Tuesday night right here on Trailblazers Radio. $23. Yeah. That, that's why, don't, why you call him? Why you do, don't do that. My Life Has Destiny is a faith-based podcast that talks about testimonies of faith, hope. Join Bobby for The Takeover every Tuesday night. And she tackles tough subjects with her trademark humor and wit. We guarantee you'll be educated, edified, and also entertained. So join us at 8 p.m. every Tuesday night right here on Trailblazers Radio.